0: Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach.
1: Hello, and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And I'm Travis. And we are going to be talking about Freedom Fighters the Ray, the animated connection to the DC TV universe, uh, the Arrowverse in particular. So it's six short episodes. On the CWC, it's six you know it's free on there. They're like six to eight minutes long. That includes uh, credits for each one, so it's you know we're talking about a half an hour of actual content here. Uh, just some of the stuff here. It was directed by Ethan Spaulding, who's actually done Justice League, Throne of Atlantis, and Son of Batman, starring Russell Toby, as you know, as Ray Terrell, the Ray, because he was in Crisis on Earth X, which you probably saw. So before we get into even. Uh, non-spoiler, I thought it was interesting to talk about the continuity of it Um, without getting into spoiler. It's kind of weird continuity wise. So it's sort of a prequel to Crisis on Earth X. It was apparently done before the crossover was entirely planned. It had been written out and so then they they made some changes after that, but you can kind of tell uh, that it doesn't quite fit in as a, it doesn't directly fit into uh, Crisis on Earth X as well as I thought and Mark Guggenheim said he wants to do a comic book or season two to, to fill in the gaps. But, uh, so it doesn't quite fit in. Some of the stuff doesn't quite make sense if you're thinking of it from the crossover perspective. But that aside, Travis, what did you think of these, these six episodes?
2: I enjoyed it, I must say. I liked the animation style. But like you said, I was wrestling with continuity for a while, just trying to figure out when it was, especially at the start. like They, throw us, they thrust us in the first episode right into a battle. And you're right. not sure. Like I, I, my main trouble was, was that the Flash, like Barry Allen, or was that the Reverse Flash, Tom Kavanaugh played in Crisis Center Earth, Earth I was have That's what I was having trouble, like finding out between. Mm-hmm. But the whole, overall, I enjoyed it. It was the same as Vixen. Couple of Vixen seasons we got. Like it's just a easier way to show powers and. Like the one thing I thought that this clued up was I assumed that the Ray got his power from the particle accelerator, but no, he did not, as we see in this, he get it he gets it from earth x ray, which was pretty cool why I'd do it tie it and I thought
0: yeah, the I think i I kind of echo the same sentiments of you guys this was this is definitely enjoyable. It's not. Doesn't take any time to get through it. I think I I just kind of watched it while I was making coffee in the morning before work, and it was a nice fun way to start the morning. Um, you but need a
1: faster coffee machine.
0: That's that true. <laughs> um, no, but it's it, don't go watching it if you want it to be like 100% in line in continuity with the crossover. Um, do watch it if you thought some of the cool the stuff from the crossover is cool. If you if you were interested intrigued by the idea of Earth X and What's going on there and how the raid came about? Then this is definitely for you. But it doesn't really watching this isn't going to change what, how you what you knew or felt about the crossover. And watching the crossover isn't going to really change anything about this. So they they are pretty separate. But there's definitely some some
1: shared elements. Yeah, I agree there. I, I would have liked it to be a little bit tighter. And and so some of that stuff was confusing. And the, with these short episodes, it's sort of confusing at the start, and it really takes till the middle of it to where we get into the story because, uh, like you said, Travis, it starts with a big action scene, um, and I thought I would be more interested in seeing more of Earth-X because I am I enjoy the the alternate universe stuff, and that was okay, but we didn't get a ton more about that, but I came away really liking the Ray, and I liked his stuff, and Russell Tovey did a really good job voicing the character. It's sometimes when, sometimes on these animated stuff it sounds like they do one take and then just sort of move on but you could really tell the emotion in his voice some of the stuff he was struggling with and he did a really good job and and made the ray a really likable character
2: and ultimately that's the goal of this show this episode or well this series i assume is to put the ray out there a bit more because he was like pretty up there for the crossover and perhaps legends might use him going forward you never know there's always options after that. Same thing with Vixen, right? Vixen done that season. And then after that animated season, she appeared on the arrow again. So there's all kinds of possibilities going forward with the Ray's character, which like you said, I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed how ruthless the overgirl was like that fight with red tornado was awesome where she ripped his, she, like she was burning a hole in his head with her <laughs> heat and yeah. hands yeah. off at the same time. It was like, she was, she was ruthless. It was pretty cool to see that, that, that kind of Supergirl
1: yeah absolutely um and getting into to spoilers now but uh that was that was interesting that there was overgirl and i think it was weird because there was also black arrow or i think that's what he was called so this is according to the wikipedia he was known as as black arrow and it wasn't stephen amell that was voicing him but it sounded like a, a stephen amell impersonator <laughs> and then like you talked about there was blitzkrieg who was that's what the, it was called and it was not Grant Gustin, but that was sort of the evil Flash. So it made me think like they had initially planned for Barry Allen to be the evil Flash of the crossover. And then for whatever reason, they switched to, to Tom Cavanaugh, but they had already done enough animation here that they just <laughs> stuck with it. So that's kind of, that's like one of the weird things. And I don't think it was, I think Melissa Benoist did maybe one episode, but the rest of it, I didn't really sound like her. But that's all minor stuff. Um, but it was cool to see more of those other characters, uh, Red Tornado and in addition to the ray you know i liked phantom lady had some cool stuff to do there's black condor doll man um that was cool seeing all of those the, the all of the freedom fighters there yeah i i really liked seeing the group of
0: freedom fighters and yeah it was weird with the the different flash who was like you could have like maybe gotten somebody who could do a good grant gustin impersonation but they didn't and it that's i think that was the only part that ever really took me out of it i think I think, like you said, the first episode, Melissa Benoist was there and then maybe they got a different (laughs) one, but it wasn't like so different that it kind of took me out of the episode. But it was more just the combination of, well, I thought it was reverse Flash, but now we're seeing this Blitzkrieg, different Flash kind of guy. And it doesn't sound anything like Grant Gustin. That kind of threw me out for a little bit, but he doesn't really end up doing much. Um, Overgirl really does the main fighting. And like you said, Travis, that especially that scene with her in Red Tornado, that was really really intense and brutal and pretty cool to see.
2: Yeah, like Heat Vision at the same time of ripping off his hand. Like, that <laughs> yeah. was like, vicious. But also, did you anybody get flashbacks of Green Lantern in that episode where the Ray was testing out his powers with his friend? Because that was very yeah. reminiscent oh, yeah. of that Green, Green Lantern movie. Like, that's the first thing I thought of when I seen it.
1: Well, I, I thought the whole, really the whole middle, you know, it was episodes three and four where we really got the background on the Ray, and that very much felt like the Green Lantern movie. Like, some... <laughs> object showed up from some dying character and then he knows nothing about it and has to figure it all out on himself that was that was very much similar to Green Lantern which the Ray's story might be very similar to Green Lantern I'm not familiar with, enough with them to know but I thought that was yeah it felt very similar
0: yeah and I'm glad that we that was the the thing that I was most interested in um, coming out of the crossover is we kind of got that throwaway line that he said he's from Earth-1 originally, which I was—I didn't know going into the crossover. I just thought he was just an Earth-X hero. Um, and so, yeah, it was confusing until we got to Earth-1 and we find out that there's actually a different ray, Um because it was or like, okay, so we're starting out on Earth-X and we're just not going to figure out why he came from Earth-1. But then <laughs> I, um sort of tricked us and got back to that. So I'm glad that we did finally get to figure that out.
2: Agreed. We can also see maybe... They can show in the second season, if they do a second season, somehow that their version of the flash, reverse flash, dies and Harry's Flash comes and takes his place. Like you could probably do that in the yeah. second season and tie it in a bit better, right? Knowing that yeah. you what know, well, you already know now going forward.
1: Yeah, right. Absolutely. It's not like there's necessarily plot holes, but there's definitely uh, gaps of information we don't know that um, you know, how it how it came to be. But I think you could yeah, you could definitely write something where it makes sense, but yeah, that was that was kind of the confusing part at, at first. Was we see the Ray and we see the Cisco and their jumping, jumping dimensions and everything. And it was kind of a tough to keep track of. Okay, which Earth are we on? Which Cisco is this? Uh, that was confusing for a second there. But once you figured it out, I, I, I don't know. The the best part of this by far was the Ray, and I thought the animation looked good. It was a little, a little glitchy at times, but I liked that they. It, it was an ambitious story that you couldn't really do very easily on a in live action so i always think you know if you're if you're doing animation you might as well try to do some stuff you couldn't get away with in live action uh so i I thought that was really fun
2: i enjoyed it i recommend this for anybody if you like vixen season one or two or you want ever you enjoyed ray and the crossover this is a good little backstory for
1: him yeah do you now travis do you think it's would you prefer this to vixen or or how does it rank for you
2: uh, I, I enjoyed the first season of Vixen because you had Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin voicing it for multiple episodes. Right. And, and Felicity, too. You had Emily him, uh, him Bitt, uh, which I enjoyed. And it was a lot of banter between them, which I always enjoy. But at Season 2 of Vixen, I would put The Ray above that. It would go Vixen Season 1, The Ray, Vixen Season 2 out of this animated stuff we've got from the CW so far.
0: Yeah, I think I could have. Uh, I could probably go with that too. I the the only thing that I didn't like about this Ray this Ray animated series is that it almost felt like those first couple episodes were wasted, and there really isn't much time to waste at all because this storyline is so short. So I just wish that we had maybe if they could have squeezed that into one episode and then had five episodes on Earth One, um, just give us a little more time to get to know this Ray and um, see him kind of learn his powers and. Um, learn a little bit more
1: about his struggles and everything. So yeah, it was pretty good though. Yeah. I think it, it, I guess they wanted to do action to hook you in. And the first episode is really that mostly that teaser that came out at Comic-Con that it's just three minutes of action and very little dialogue or story or anything like that. So I guess they want to hook you in with the, the action, but I, I'm personally I was much more interested in the, the little bits we actually got with the Ray. Um, yeah, but yeah, a lot
2: of, he did a lot of good stuff on his backstory too like he him tr- struggling with coming out to his family at age 22 and him struggling live up to his brother's like reputation as a marine the, like it was cool to see that stuff weighed on him as well
1: and, and they actually spend probably what six or eight minutes on mm-hmm. the origin story of the Ray and they they accomplished it very well and, and basically told you everything you needed to know and it didn't seem terribly rushed or anything like that.
2: No, but like Zach said, you could you could have probably cut down that battle scene from two episodes to one, and you could have had a bit more of this Earth One action, which I enjoyed. Like that episode at the end where he Sit comes in and saves the lady. But right. like I enjoyed that. That was his first like that was his first being a hero moment. And then we get the cliffhanger ending that, and which is good about that is you open your second season up to anything for possibilities because we don't know who abducted and so that that's what opens it up he could be on earth x when we start season two we don't know
1: yeah that made that made me think he was he would, had been abducted to earth x and then sent to the concentration camp uh there where he meets leo snart or or whatever but um I, I i could be wrong with that that's just one thing they could do
0: yeah i'm hoping the next season we get to we get to see a good amount of him like i'm thinking he's gonna like show up and the team is not gonna know really whether to trust him or not because they don't they don't necessarily know him and they're they don't um know who he is really so getting getting him familiarized with the team and having some action and stuff and yeah meeting meeting leo um i'm hoping that's what we see in the next season
2: what about what about general win anime that'd
1: be be awesome (laughs) yeah there's a there's a lot you could do with it and i i would be more excited now that we know this right i'd like to see more of more of him actually on earth x and talking with general win and and all that stuff i would i would be all for that so yeah we got freedom fighters the right and constantine is coming sometime next year uh who knows maybe we'll eventually get a season three of vixen so i like these i like these little tie-ins to expand the universe a little bit more and get some time with characters that for whatever reason aren't you don't get much time with in live action. So I, I really like that. Um, and the CW Seed, by the way, this is just a reminder. The Seed, I always forget every time we go on there. But in addition to the Ray, Vixen, right now they have, this is a free service. They've got the live action Constantine series. If you're ready for his appearance on Legends of Tomorrow, they've got Birds of Prey, the whole series. And then they've got four animated Justice League movies, so it's definitely a place to, and it's always constantly rotating, so it's a smart reminder to uh, always check that out and see some DC content on there in addition to all the other stuff they have on there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, if you're in the United States, do that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know.
2: This is for, that's the first thing I went to go to, to watch this uh, Ray with CWC, which for Canadians, it doesn't work.
1: yeah that's that's really a bummer uh yeah i would i I wish everybody could see this america (laughs) (laughs) all right well that is all we have for the ray thanks for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow
0: thanks for listening and make sure to check out dc daily drop on twitter facebook and dcdailydrop.com drop by tomorrow for more dc news